Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now, are you effing kidding me with JoJo from Juries? Look. There's a lot of noise out there right now, and it's by design. It's meant to distract us, to confuse us, to divert our attention, and dilute the truth. Flip the zone with shit, as Sloppy Steve would say. But here it is. Donald Trump is a one-term, twice-impeached, quadruply indicted rapist, business fraud, Epstein bestie, and porn star Hushy, who incited an attack against our capital in an effort to thwart the peaceful transfer of power after an election he lost. He used the presidency to enrich himself. He stole our national security secrets and hid them in his gilded golf club's goddamn bathroom. He believes he can get away with actual murder, opines about sleeping with his daughter, brags about sexual assault, mocks the disabled, disparages our men and women in uniform, and has promised to be a dictator on day one. He's a hateful, vitriolic madman, as sociopathic as he is stupid, and he's really fucking stupid. He's a serial philandering pathological liar. He's a racist, sexist, unapologetic xenophobe who wants the border to be a crisis, is rooting for a stock market crash, and guaranteeing a terrorist attack because he thinks those things would benefit him politically. No matter how many of us, they hurt. He doesn't care. He's a mean-spirited bully who berates, belittles, and browbeats anyone who dares to challenge him or makes him feel small. He thinks he ran against Obama, that there were airports during the revolution, and that you can inject disinfectants to cure COVID. He's a wannabe despot who would hand Ukraine to Russia, Taiwan to China, and Gaza to Netanyahu in a millisecond. He brags about overturning Roe and says women who have abortions should be punished. He has no platforms nor policies. He's running once again on nothing but violence, hate, and fear. They are coming for your home, your job, your daughters and wives, your way of life. And by they, he means anyone who doesn't look like you, love like you, think like you, or talk like you. They are taking your country away, and he wants you mad as hell and armed to the teeth to take it back. He doesn't offer any of us a damn thing. He never has and doesn't care. He made a million promises about everything from ending the opioid crisis to saving coal, and he didn't do any of it. None. He made himself richer, ate hamburgers, golfed during a pandemic, and tweeted. All before he sent a mob to kill the Capitol Police and members of Congress, that is. He's a traitor who wants to do away with the Constitution abandon our allies and align with our foes. And for him, it's never been and never will be America first. It's always been and will always be Trump first, America last. Believe me. And by contrast, we have President Biden, a lifelong public servant who has never been charged with a crime. He's never been indicted for anything, let alone four times. He spent decades fighting for the people of this country as a senator, as vice president, as president. And that is obvious when you look at the things he's accomplished. When faced with the most divided Congress, arguably in our history, he's managed to pass bipartisan legislation on guns, health care for our vets, federal aid, infrastructure, and more. He's the first president to force Big Pharma to negotiate drug prices, and now tens of millions of Americans no longer have to choose between paying rent and getting their medicine. 
He's created 15 million jobs. He's got us producing more oil than any country on Earth. And he's made our economy the strongest COVID recovery story in the world. He's doing all of that while also being empathetic, understanding, compassionate, and kind, while calling out and naming hate and those who seek to divide us. He understands that this little experiment of ours is a work in progress, that we are not done with the work, and that he will not be at the helm forever. He's a bridge to the future of this country. He understands that he's the custodian of our democracy in this moment, and that in order for us to be able to move forward in 2028, we need someone with a history of leadership. He believes in democracy. He believes in the promise of America, not that it's pathetic. And he sure as hell will not allow Donald Trump to come in and take it away from us. He's a fighter. He's fighting for all of us right now. He's standing in the way of the dark forces of fascism, which are at play. And while the angriest, loudest voices want us to focus on the shiny object over there and not on what is right in front of us, the choice before us isn't between a couple of old guys who occasionally misspeak. It is a choice between a public servant or a predator, between striving to perfect this union or throwing it away, between protecting our democracy or burning it down. What we choose in this moment will shape our collective future. What kind of future do we want that to be? One where all women and girls are subjugated and forced to give birth? One where the already marginalized are cast out, imprisoned, or worse? One where we're not allowed to exercise free speech? Where we could be jailed simply for speaking out? What do we, the people, want our futures to look like? Do we want to see people who don't practice the national religion rounded up? Do we want a president who can order the murder of a political rival and get away with it? Do we want to align with the world's most despotic madmen? Do we want to yield to authoritarianism? Or do we want to keep moving towards perfecting this union? That's the choice before us. It's not about a gaffe here or there or a missed word. It's much, much bigger than that. We have to stay focused and we have to choose. My guest this week is Brooklyn Dad Defiant, a.k.a. Majid Padelan. He's a Democratic strategist and senior advisor to the Really American PAC, and he uses his 1.2 million Twitter followers account to defend democracy from Donald Trump and the MAGA Republican Party. A proud dad of five children, BDD has over 30 years of experience as a graphic designer and art director, but he's also a writer, having penned his critically acclaimed political humor book, The Littlest President. Published in 2020, the book uses hilarious illustrations and the narrative voice of a children's book to poke fun at the origin story of the former disgraced president. He can be found at most social media sites at at, at, at M-M-P-A-D-E-L-L-A-N, M-M Padellan, and has a political opinion show on YouTube called Storytime with BDD. This is not at all the conversation I expected we would have, but I mean that in the best possible way because it was incredibly surprising, incredibly heartfelt and real. And honestly, I think it's the kind of conversation we should be having more often in this country right now than less. And I really hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Are You Effing Kidding Me podcast, my friend, Brooklyn Dad Defiant. What's going on? What's up? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me. I was recently on yours, which was so fun. And now you're online. Thank you for thank you for having me. And I just wanna I just wanna say, uh, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> I may burst into that several times throughout the 
course. I mean, it, it really is a perfect kind of like catch-all. You know, it's like, um, you know, George uh, Carlin said, you know, of all the swear words and stuff. But like, honestly, I think fuck is the best. And I can't always say fuck on everything. I could say fuck on here. I just don't want to say it all the time. Oh, okay. I was about to ask you. No, yeah, we do. We yeah. swear on. Yeah, we swear on here. We can't try and keep it, you know. Be paying thirteen, but <laughs> you can't. I can't have a podcast where I can't swear. Like you just like me. It's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but are you effing kidding me? Like are you fucking kidding me? Like nothing really catches everything quite like that, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I say that about all the time, by the way, are some of my trolls and some of the memes and 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 gifts and um. You name it, that they've created false realities about me that I'm a crackhead, that this is um, a crack den uh, or like a heroin den or a meth, uh, meth den. Or it's very nice. Thank <laughs> you. As far as crack den. The crack gets cooked on the heart pillow. Yes, we have seasonal flavors of crack and meth, depending on what the holiday is. Right now it's Valentine's, so we can put a heart on. It's what I said, a heart on. All your meth packages um but, but you were talking about before we started recording because there's another fake account of you that's surfaced and someone we're not going to name them but someone pointed it out to you how much of that shit do you get in just a given day uh every day i have at least at least two people either dming me or texting me uh saying hey who the f is this and <laughs> are you were you aware of this and i i can't be because I would have to be aware of, I don't even know how many there are, but it, it's, it seems like as soon as you knock one down, two more appear because lots of people have reported these accounts and they've been shut down. But here's a, the bizarre thing is that they spend a lot of time. When I say a lot of time, look, I'm not a former president, right. you know, or a politician or I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm a guy with a Twitter account. And these folks are spending, I don't know, countless hours creating memes and yeah. like graphics, Photoshop. And it's it's truly it's it's unnerving because like, you know, why, why, why would what have I done that has upset your apple the apple card of your brain so much <laughs> that you wake up like mm, i got a new brooklyn dad meme it's crazy and are you effing kidding me bro <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do i'm giving him this accent i don't know why i'm gonna go down to the basement and i'm gonna take brooklyn dad's face and i'm gonna take jojo from jersey's face and I'm going to take a, a picture of a person on their couch. And I'm going to make sure that I make them really fat with like an AI thing. And then I'm going to make her feeding him fried chicken. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's going to take me 12 hours of my day. And I, I could have gone to who knows graphic design school and <laughs> so that I could do this. Because it will change exactly nothing. But I feel much better having done it. Indeed. And the, in in. It boggles my mind that they actually follow me on Twitter. Like, I don't follow accounts that, of people that I don't like. Like, I'm not following Marjorie Taylor Greene or, God forbid, Ted Cruz. Why would I, you know, why would I pollute my brain like that? But these people, they despise us. And also, I'm going to follow you and put you on notifications so when you post, I can be first. I, I will say, 
I did used to do that, which is terrible. But in my first in the in the early days, the OG days, when my Twitter experience, I did do that with Trump. And then at some point, because I was like, it was like, I don't remember, maybe you didn't do it, but a bunch of us, it felt like it was like, it was a race. Like you had to get there first and it had to be good. And you had to be sure it was going to be good. And it had to be a zinger. And it was like, I beat Jeff Tiedrich. Yeah, I win. And so in the beginning it was like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, this is so toxic. You know, I, I knew people were doing that. And I, um, I refused to follow him. Um, I, I never did. I'm, I'm proud to say, um, but that's not to say that I wasn't, you know, I just, by luck, I would happen to be browsing Twitter and I would see people re- replying to him like, oh, okay, he just dropped one maybe 15, 20 minutes ago. I didn't care when he dropped it. I just wanted to make sure. My goal was, like, I, I totally missed the bus, right? But there were a lot of people who were, like, showing off their, look, Donald Trump blocked me. And I was like, oh, I want one. Like it was a Pokemon. I want that one. Eric um, Dublin did collect them like Pokemon cards. And I, I missed the boat on that. And that is one of one of my great greatest regrets of life. Yeah. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I gotta say, and, and you and I have had this debate too, and we will get into the meat of some of the Trumps about, but but about blocking versus muting. We've talked about this before, but this blocking badge of honor is really funny to me because I've done it too, where I've been like, Lauren Bauer blocked me, woo! And yeah. then I know people do that with me blocking them, and I don't give a shit. I don't right. care. I just and you, and we've definitely talked about this because I block because I feel it's actually cathartic for me. Where I'm like, bing, 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 bing. And you mute. <laughs> you mute because you like them screaming. You tell me why do you mute? Well, so I don't know if you remember. I think I, I think we might have both been on uh, John Fugel's. Oh no, you know what? We were on his show a few times, but um, there was a time when he was on my show and he was like uh, explaining like the benefits of muting versus blocking, and he mm-hmm. convinced me. You know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I I didn't care much for um for giving them the satisfaction of you know putting that shit up on their wall that blocked me my life is per- complete now <laughs> all those memes i made in the bank <laughs> you know um so there was another reason i i used to like blocking people's because i kind of wanted to cultivate uh an atmosphere 
in my tweets, you know, in my replies where, you know, my, my followers can feel comfortable to, you know, not be assaulted by the most vile, toxic elements on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I've also learned that even when you block them, it doesn't necessarily mean that your supporters, your followers can't see them, mm-hmm. you know, or, or their stuff. Anyway, um, in this new Twitter 2.0, or I'm not calling it X. I don't either. I'm not calling it X. No. Yeah, but in, in Twitter 2.0. I still 2. call 0, Band-Aids Band-Aids. I still call it Taylor Hamill. I'm not calling it Wait, what, is it not Band-Aids? I mean, people are like, uh, you know, you could say adhesive bandage, I guess. But what I mean by that is people give me shit because I say Taylor Ham and they're like, that's the brand name. It's to- it's pork roll. And it's like, yeah, well, you don't say adhesive bandage. I'm not adhesive bandage. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. I say, I think everybody says bandage. Yes. Yeah. But then they say um, Taylor Nah, come on. <laughs> yeah, both ways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so in, in the Twitter 2.0, there's a new dynamic where um, views views are valued above likes and retweets and replies that's the new metric that that engagement metric is valuable um yeah yeah apparently yeah apparently like the more people who engage with your tweet uh, the more higher highly rated that tweet is the more impressions it gets and hence you know how um uh musk is has monetized mm-hmm. these tweets now. So you get ad revenue, you know, from any time a, a Nazi posts a reply, you know. Mm. <laughs> ching Oh, wow. oh my God. Oh, oh, that's me. Yeah, that's great. Yes, yeah, so I, I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know that. I don't even know. I mean, for anybody out there who might not know the difference, like for somebody who was like, what is a view versus an engagement? What do they have to do with the tweet? Do they have to reply or can they just click on it? And then what, like, what is that? What does that mean? It's a whole thing. And I'm I'm not 100 percent, you know, uh, bought up to where I should yeah. be on on this whole thing. But yeah. um, but that much I that much I know. So, so they are screaming into the abyss, mm-hmm. right? You know, hoping that Brooklyn Dad engages with them. And if I engage with one of those trolls, like their their impressions go way up. You know, they they like they never nobody ever replies to them. <laughs> you know, but if I reply to them, suddenly that's that's their marquee tweet of of the year. Right. Um, yeah. But most of them are muted, so they're giving me engagement they get nothing in return so i love i kind of love that that's sort of interesting i guess i never thought about that that they don't know so why block them they don't engage with my stuff anymore and then if i mute them they don't know that i've basically soft blog them or whatever and so they keep yeah. hating that's very interesting <laughs> he's hilarious do people do this thing to you where they the big accounts on the other side they tag you in ridiculousness like i recently got tagged or somebody wanted to see me fight some big MAGA account female I don't even know who she is and it was like then they get that basically who a physically fight yeah physically physically <laughs> fight and it was like they tagged me and they were like who wants to who else wants to see it and then all, the, all these huge MAGA accounts jumped on it and that one guy who is famous for making women cry I don't even know what his name is he's just mean and he he goes to oh, see you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, they tagged him, and he was like, "Oh, this is a good idea. I'm going to jump on this." And I and I so randomly saw it. Of course, I didn't engage with it, but I'm like, they want me to physically fight. It's so <laughs> weird. 
It's so weird to me because I would never, that's like, yeah, I, I despise a lot of the, the um, bigger accounts there, but I'm just like, I'm living my life, bro. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to focus on what matters, what's important. And those, those cats, they don't, they don't matter. They're just yeah, ridiculous. They're, they're pathetic. Right. And that's the Zen moment you got to get to in this, like, in this whole environment. And you have to, you have to know at the end of the day, like, who you are, who knows who you are, who is it real in your life, like, what you value. And because forever, again, I told you forever, they've said her kids were taken away. She was married 10 times. Her kids are literally not allowed by law to see her. And, and for a very, very long time, I was like pushing back because it's so upside down that I was like, that's just wrong. And now I'm like, why do I care exactly? Because I know who I am. I know my kids are here all the time and that what they live here. Like, so, I mean, it's silly, but we have to, that's the thing that keeps us grounded, right? Oh, yeah. They they have uh, accused me of selling my children, selling them, <laughs> selling them, right? Uh, they they took it. that? Do you go to ShopRite? Uh, like, is there... Walmart, maybe? It might be a. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go out, you go out with, a, with a cart. It's for sale. I got it's for sale. I I feel like I've mostly, you know, uh I've mostly developed a callus uh to like an emotional callus to where that stuff doesn't really bug me so much yeah. anymore. Everyone it's it's irritating just because like, come on guys, get some new material. Like they love to um I've been very vocal and open about my my history of addiction. You know, I have uh, I struggled with addiction to to crack, actually, sure. uh, crack cocaine. And I'm sure they're going to use this a clip from this show. Yeah, of course, because you, you can't you can't you can't ever recover. Right. Right. Yeah. You can't ever recover because that is a knock against you forever. Instead of being something that's something you should be proud of. It's an accomplishment. You've triumphed over something that is incredibly difficult to triumph over. And it's, and it's incredible that you share that story. But go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, it's important. It's hugely important to let them. So, so I've, I've shared probably the ugliest moments, ugliest moments in my life, you know, where, um, yeah, in, in the grips of addiction, I sold my kids toys, you know, know. and yeah, I'm not proud of it, but the, the point is, right. I am so committed to my recovery that I like to keep those ugliest moments Right up front. Yeah. Right up front. Because my story is part of like, um, uh, as one of relapse, a relapse over and over and over. And I have this kind of brain that makes the notion of do going back to that seem reasonable. Like mm -hmm. I've also recently quit smoking cigarettes. Like at three, when I say recently, three years ago, it's been That's almost yeah, yeah. That's a hard thing to quit. I know. I and I still get cravings for that. And to oh. this day, I was literally saying just the other day, I was driving and I was like, wow, I got this crazy craving for a cigarette. And my brain is telling me, look, it's been three years. You can do mm -hmm. just one. You can have one. So nobody cares if you had a cigarette. Nobody mm -hmm. cares. Just right. one. You've built credit. You've built health credits for yourself. You know, <laughs> right. how, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Convince yourself of it. You're right. There's a uh, cigarette bank. You didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah, so um, people take these um, admissions that I have made uh, publicly about my addiction. They try to weaponize them against me, and it's like, look, I'm I just celebrated twenty years of sobriety this last year. Congratulations! And thank you very much. Thank I you. Mean, it's, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, I, I believe as long as my sharing my story is helping to reach somebody else out there, and I'm guaranteed there are people out there who feel hopeless like I did. At one point, um, I had been, I don't know, maybe four or five different rehabs. And I was at the point where I was like, why do I even bother? Why, why bother? Why even try to stop if I'm just going to relapse again? This is where I was. Mm-hmm. I, felt, I felt like I was hopeless and there was no hope for me. And I just, you know, uh, I realized that my kids were still young enough where, you know, if I can, if I can get through this episode and come out the other side clean and stay clean, that at least I'll salvage some of their childhood, you know, and, um, and and that was it. There was 2003. It was the uh, there was a blackout. I don't know if you remember. You might I remember, remember the that. blackout, right? Sure. Yeah, a lot of people received in that blackout. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I didn't have one. There was no TV. Like something kicked in. Um, like uh, the what? Uh, there's like the the id and the super id, or where the grown up in my brain was like, "Hey, stop it. Let's go. Be dad now. Now be dad." And I was, I was dad and I was dad for long enough. Like I, I strung a few 24 hour days together of sobriety. And I was like, ah, I, I got to check myself in. And I went into a program in Harlem it's called Star House, uh, excuse me, uh, Striver House. And uh, that's how many programs I've been at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Striver House and... Uh, and I never looked back. I started going to uh, psychotherapy, and that helped. I went just two therapy sessions a week, and um, just one day at a time. I just kept stringing days together, and you know. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So... So does it um, irritate me when they throw these things in my face? Sure, it does. But you know, ultimately, nobody can hurt me worse than I've hurt myself in the past. Right. And and thank you again for sharing that. The addiction hits very close to home for me because it, it claimed my brother and my mother, actually. Uh, my brother was a story which differed from my mother, like you just described, about kind of in and out of rehab and spots of like sobriety where you saw these glimpses of this person that was inside that you lost all those times that he would be missing or strung out or stealing diapers was one of the things he stole to sell for drug money, anything you would steal from all of us, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand 
and from this perspective, not from struggling with it myself, but being as close to it as that, how fucking hard that is and how hopeless you can feel when you do relapse because that's what my brother would say too that it was just like everyone was more demoralizing than the last and then they just kind of accumulate to the point where there's just no hope left and that's when you completely succumb to it and I think that's where he got replaced in his life where he just accepted that addiction was just part of who he was his DNA and it took his life in the end and so that you said you know what I'm just going to take this one day at a time. I'm going to string these days together. This is bigger than me. This is about my kids. I can do this and did it. And it's obviously still a daily practice. It's going to have to be right forever, I'm sure. And like you said, you keep those those memories right there. But you telling that story, and again, fuck off trolls, because this is for real. You telling that story, if it touches one other person, one dad out there, one mom, one brother, one sister, one human being who's like, hold on. Actually, yes, I relapsed. I made a mistake. I, I fell down. This is is not the end for me. He made it out. I can do it too. And you didn't just make it out. You kept moving one day at a time up this chain from that very low, I assume, basement of your life, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. To where you are now, which is still building. And it's a huge success story. I mean, well over how many followers do you have? Just all the platforms combined. I mean, millions, right? I would say just 1.2. Like uh, my Facebook is a, it's a graveyard. Oh, really? <laughs> it's covered with, with webs, uh, with cobwebs and well, in my Instagram too. I don't know. I don't yeah, you're on threads that. now. So, threads, I'm there yeah. too. Yeah. And YouTube, obviously. But like, okay, so just getting back, I know we were going to, I was definitely going to have focus heavily on Trump, which we have, you know, huge news to talk about, but this has actually been so much more interesting to me because I think this is such a human conversation that I would never probably have had with you until this opportunity. And I didn't even see it coming, but that's what he said or she said. But still, um, <laughs> yeah, we are having it because that's the thing. Like you, you keep growing, but you're not just using your voice and platform to just spew and rant into the void you know you're you you're keenly aware of the the responsibility in a way or the opportunity even that comes with platform you have yeah yeah um at, at the end of the day you know i'm just i'm a dad uh and i i'm very i wear my my dad label proudly i mean that's that's first and foremost the most important uh thing to me right now you know uh is is that I was able to turn it around. I helped put them to college. I was at all three of their graduations. I was there. Oh, really? I mean, I don't really cry. My youngest son is a scientist. <laughs> I win. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Well, I didn't have crying on this podcast on my bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> Nor did I. <laughs> How about that? But look at you, right? Look at me. Hey. <laughs> are you are you effing kidding me? <laughs> My son says science. I Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, right. You don't even it's those small things too. My son pouring a soda. <laughs> Crying. Or podcast. It's those small things too that like you don't even think about. And then sometimes the smallest things like, like that, like just, I don't know, how was your day when they come home from school or like, can you pick up your backpack for the love of God? This is like 14 years. 
And but those things, um, don't take that like to mean you can keep them in your backpack. No, um, <laughs> but like those things, you don't even. It's those things that you would have missed, right? Like the big, the big, the small, medium sized, the challenges, the triumphs. Like you know, you didn't miss them. You were there. You that dad brain kicked in and it took over. Thank God, it yeah. it saved your life. Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah. And now you get to cry with me. <laughs> also, I want to say. I also want to say, therapy. I think was probably might have been the one missing for me. Yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but it was like the one missing uh, variable that I didn't have in all those <clears throat> other previous attempts. Like I, I was in Phoenix House for twenty nine months from the time I was seventeen <laughs> until uh, until I was like almost twenty. Two and a half years I was there, wow. and I gra- I graduated graduated the program they have like a whole serum graduation ceremony and um and i relapsed from that and the first time i was there was just for was for weed Mm -hmm. (laughs) for weed i was a behave i was a behavior problem i wouldn't go to school you know Mm -hmm. uh so that was i guess primarily why my mom was like you you take your ass into the phoenix house and you know and so i got my high school diploma there and you know, finished school and I was able to focus and get my my brain right. So I thought, mm-hmm. but I had heard so many stories. I had never tried the, the crack before going into that program. So I, um, I was just developed a curiosity about it, and that was what led me. How about that? Yeah, and I thought I was too too smart. Yeah, I thought I was. I had too much up here to become addicted to that stuff and not realizing that it has nothing to do with your brain. It's just, it's a chemical that, you know. It doesn't give a shit how smart you are. It will mess you up, bro. Yeah. (laughs) You know, no one is smart enough to outsmart that. No, and, and, but I will say that you're obviously, it's not just your intelligence, but clearly your perseverance and your strength of spirit, but like to defeat it, to, to defeat it back, that's where you're like, okay, yeah, actually, I did kind of outsmart you, you know what I mean? Because you had, the therapy component is massive. And I will also speak to the therapy in terms of, I will advocate for that every single day of your life, of my life, because I do believe what you did, what I try to do all the time, is you can reshape your brain. You can reshape the way your brain processes information or the way that your brain relates to things that are like enticing or interesting or dangerous or or, or those things that you know will take you down dark paths. But but it's it's people don't really believe that. And I think that that's so important. And I know it sounds like one of those like kumbaya, like I need to bang a bowl or something. I don't even know what they do. But like it's for real. I think you can reshape and rewire the way your brain processes information, but it's work. It's not like instantaneous. You have to stick with it and you have to believe in why and what you're doing. I, I would also say that the 12 step programs of both NA and AA uh, help me help me to get help get me over the the early year humps. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say in the first three to five years, like I was making a meeting in the first three years, I was going to at least one meeting per day, if not two. Uh, and then I, I, it tapered off. I would start going like once per week, you know? Um, and it's, it's helpful because, you know, you're there with other recovering addicts who can kind of identify with what you're going through. And you, in your early years, you're just, all you're talking about is the, 
the extreme trauma that she went through and the, the horrible things you experience and stuff like that. And as time goes on, you're just like, yeah, I fucking hate my job and my <laughs> boss is an asshole. And, you know, and you start just relating about regular day to day life things and all these things that I went through and I had problems with, with my ex and blah, blah, blah. But at least I didn't use, I didn't pick up a drug or a drink today. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I mean, but again, those shared stories, we talk about that a lot, you know, in terms of spreading messages politically, but like in terms of using the power of the story to make someone else feel seen and not alone and not like they're walking through any of it by themselves, it's... It's, I think it's one of the greatest t- tools we have as human beings, truly, in all things, but like particularly as it relates to these kinds of things, to addiction and to struggle. Indeed, indeed. Welcome, by the way, folks, to uh, this is Recovery Talk starring <laughs> Bill Joe and BDD. <laughs> well, I'm going to join the next podcast because they're going to make fun of Trump the entire time. It's going to be great. And then they're like, why am I crying? <laughs> I'm gonna call my mom. What happened? Are you having <laughs> me? Actually, this is kind of interesting because I never saw the side of these people before. Because all they ever do is talk about Trump. Maybe they're human beings after all. Who knows? Um, you know. I actually do see comments like that every once in a while. Yeah, you do. You too, and it's like no fucking shit. You know, I was a goddamn human being. Of course, you know, I was goddamn you mean. You're in your basement making a fat meme of me. God damn. <laughs> I mean, well, with that, so that that your beautiful <laughs> segue. The strange thing is, because we got to go in nine minutes, I'm going to make the weirdest segue to my random question round, which is skipping right over Trump. But we know what we'll, we'll just say today, Trump. Can you do me one favor? Can you just do me what Trump might have said when he learned that the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled unanimously? He is not, in fact, immune from everything. Like, what would Trump's response have been in Trump? He immediately grabbed the uh, bottle of ketchup closest to him and threw it, smashed it against the wall into <laughs> tiny pieces, and uh, and he let out a large, Wah! <laughs> <laughs> Leave him totally immune from killing everybody I want to kill. It's a witch hunt. I'm telling you, it's a witch hunt. And that, that, I don't think the Supreme Court's going to even hear this one because they're like, no, we're good. We got that other case and they're probably going to want to hang us for. So let's just 
probably not hear this one. We'll see. But like, they believed that he was going to be like, yes, you can shoot someone. You can murder someone. But as long as you don't get convicted in the Senate, you're good. Look, at, at this stage, all he's trying to do right now is delay, delay, yeah. delay. That's it. Because yeah. he, he doesn't have any defense to speak of. Imagine spending $50 million only to have to fork over 83. <laughs> and another potential 370. Another three. Oh, man, come on. Bring it. Bring I mean, it. Right? And then there's the one case with the New York Times reporters. I mean, it's like, and then he's Wait, like, what's oh, that one? I don't know that one. That's the, He actually tried to sue them, and then they counter-sued back for their legal fees because the case was either dismissed or settled or whatever. So they sued him back for their legal fees, and they got them. So that's yeah, a million. Yeah. So he just, just keeps so much winning. I'm sick of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, oh, look, again- Everybody knows we're talking about Trump all day. If you want to see us talking about Trump, because we didn't in this podcast that much, go check out our feeds on social media. You'll find plenty. But that that definitely brings me to the totally random rapid fire question around, are you ready, BDD? Are you I'm ready? ready. Okay, number one. This is written by my son, who, as I said many, many times, is homesick. This is, um, my kids seem to be homesick when I record podcasts, which is weird. I'm not keeping them home. I swear to God. Um, okay, one. Um, you get to spend an entire day with any celebrity alive or dead who is it and why prince prince yeah i mean uh, i it, it is one of my greatest regrets never to have seen him uh live in concert and i just i've heard first of all he's an amazing performer yeah. an amazing musician he played so many instruments right but also the stories i heard about him was that he was just a real chill Dude, he was very cool. Like he would make you pancakes and shit, and then he would go while you, yeah, while you eat, he would jam for you. You know, oh my god, sing when doves cry while you're pouring uh, syrup on your pancakes. That's just amazing. So I would absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I, I actually think I'd like to chill with Lincoln for a day. Like just kind of, you know, how you doing? How you doing with Abraham? You know, I, I heard he was very funny. I heard he had a great sense of humor. Really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. Huh. Let's see. Now, that would be good. I would like to tell him what's happening in 2024 and then just get his take on it um, as, as funny as possible. Okay. Two, aliens come to Earth and they ask us to show them our leader, some one representative from the entire planet. Who are you picking and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Um I would say uh, President Obama. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost for the same reason. I mean, you know, President Obama is is a very chill, chill and intelligent dude. I think he's got the right vibe. I don't right. think he would. I don't think he would make the aliens feel threatened. I think he has enough um, emotional IQ to know how to interact with uh, with these aliens. You know, if if we have aliens that travel, you know, millions of light years and they actually land here and want to interact with us, you better send the least threatening person you possibly can right. to meet with them, I think. And now that Betty White's gone, <laughs> right? Yeah, that is true, though. I mean, but 
you never know if Joe Biden might have actually been able to facilitate sending them here because it would have been like a 10 year plan back when he was hatching the ascension of a pop star and a tight end and rigging the entire NFL season and bringing an election and an insurrection. (laughs) All of that while coordinating four separate criminal indictments and 91 charges. I mean, maybe he could also because he can't hide (laughs) his name, but I think he could be behind an alien invasion. Yeah, he he is uh, an old doddering man, but also a mastermind of twenty complex conspiracies. Yes, <laughs> That's amazing. What? But yeah, at the end of the day, he answers to Obama, so then that tracks. Um, <laughs> like, oh my god. Okay, last one. Oh, this one. If you had to have dinner and drinks with either drinks like as in soda or like a, you know ginger ale, like I'm having, that is mm-hmm. I swear to God, ginger ale. Um, with either Lauren Boebert or Marjorie Taylor Greene, who do you pick? Uh, gotta pick one. Yeah, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> horrible. I'd rather die of thirst. Uh, damn that that is a Sophie's choice. Um, let's see. Big uh, Colbert. Oh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say MGT because M- M- Mar- uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, Bobert just. Well, you know, you might I, get the third base. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want it. I mean, I, I feel like if you'd be in this the same room just breathing the same air as her, you have a, a good chance of catching syphilis from her. Oh my you know? God. Like air especially it's got that special airborne syphilis. Uh... Airborne syphilis. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but then you got Marge, like Marge. I just don't think. I could just look at her. Right I see. At least with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think um, I, there would be a good chance that I might laugh my ass off. <laughs> you know, with the uh, you know absurd things that she has said and that she has the potential to say whenever she opens her mouth. Just yeah. have her read the menu. <laughs> She's like, I I like uh, uh, this thing. Does this thing come with a peach tree dish? What's Seuss Vidy? Is this chicken here Seuss Vidy? Why did they Seuss? What's Seuss Vidy mean? Indict, indictments. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The bar, the threshold for being a member of Congress is not being able to read the word indictment. You have to be able to, you have to show indictments. Why? Look, she had dicks on the brain. I don't know that. Okay. That's what I'm saying about love. You know, I, I wonder sometimes if if it's an act. You know, if if the stupid thing is an act like I, I used to wonder that about Trump and I now I, I don't wonder about Trump anymore. Now I just think he is he really is stupid. But I, you know, people were saying that he was doing that to endear himself mm-hmm. to his poorly educated followers. And so I remember when President Obama was was in office. He, it's not like he was, you know, put using SAT words, you right. know, you know, but he just was very articulate, mm-hmm. you know, and going from W to to President Obama was a major upgrade, you know, and so maybe people think this highfalutin man, I don't believe, I can't believe we uh, elected this guy just to make us feel stupid, <laughs> and so they they went and elected Donald Trump to make them feel smart again. 
Yeah, yeah. They're like, listen, you think I'm done because I'm reading on a third grade reading level. Well, that guy talking about putting disinfectants in his body, okay? So I ain't that numb. I feel pretty smart right now. I mean, my prospects are bad, but I could be worse. I could be president. I'm smart like that. Um, well, uh, PDD, you have your own podcast, obviously, which is uh, Storytime with PDD. Yes. You and can find that on uh, your uh, YouTube near you. That's awesome. It's a very, very, very fun live, which is perfect yes. podcast. I have had so much fun on it. And um, and they, of course, can find you, like you said, on Twitter, which is what I still call it. On the Twitter uh, at M at M.M. Padellan, P-A-D-E-L-L-A-N. And you are one of the biggest accounts, the left-leaning accounts out there in the political space, and you make a difference with your voice. And um, and again, sharing that story that we shared on this podcast, which was unexpected, not at all intended or planned, I really do believe that that is one of the gifts uh, you give to the universe. And I think that um, that it is incredibly powerful and and benevolent of you to be sharing that story so that somebody else maybe was in your spot now or you were before, I mean, can feel not so alone, not so um, hopeless. So I thank you for that. Thank you. That That's what it's all about. If you yeah. can, <clears throat> there's a, a saying, it goes, each one teach one in order to reach one. And there's a whole oh. lot of ones like that. But yeah, it's basically, you know, if you, if you help others, you also help yourself. Uh, I really do. And uh, I believe in paying it forward as much as humanly possible, too. So um, I appreciate you, as always. And I'm sorry I took you down this. I didn't mean to get all emotional <laughs> Oprah on us, but, you know, that's how we roll sometimes. So and it's it's important. It's part of who you are, too, so that maybe you know people can see the more human side of the people that they troll all the time. Indeed. And and I uh, I just I want to thank you for for having me on on the show and letting me letting me share that stuff. But I hope you're someone in your audience. uh takes that takes something away from that and it helps them helps set them on the right path me too me too and that's how we, we change the world right one story at a time and being vulnerable is powerful thank yes. you brooklyn bad defiant everybody else thank you so much for listening or watching and have a great week see you next time are you effing kidding me is a production of the political voices network please visit us at politicalvoicesnetwork.com voices